This is Eve's on the Move. Name's David Brown, class of 2007, he, him, his, uh, and we are here in Rochester, New York. David, um, a lot of this question sort of center around uh, a little bit of a mix of professional and personal life as we're mm-hmm. trying to bring voices of alumni in their community, in their homes, and thank you for welcoming, welcoming us into your home today. Oh, it's great to have you here, buddy. Um, the first question I'm going to try to you is a little bit more sort of laid back, and that is uh, what personal hobbies or projects have you engaged in the past year, year and a half that you've enjoyed the most? Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of been an unusual year. So we we had lived in Boston for about 10 years and just moved back to Rochester about four years ago now. And so uh, it's been fun to try to revigorate some of those old hobbies. So, um, you know, our savior during the COVID year period has really been trying to get outside and do a lot more out there. So skiing a lot more, golfing a lot more. Um, but then I think more importantly, right, we've got a, a nice little family, the seven-year-old and five-year-old boy, uh, and so we tried to spend a lot of time with them. So one of the more productive projects over the last years, we actually did a three-month road trip with those guys. So any suggestions that you guys need, let us know. We're happy to help you out here. Oh my goodness, road trip. What a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> well, can you give a little bit of a top-level breakdown of where you guys went and what did you, what moment did you enjoy the most? The yeah, so, um, you know, for us, it, it started as a ski trip, right? For the boys, we wanted to go out to to Utah, Montana to kind of expose them to that. And then we figured, hey, once we're gonna drive that far, we may as well keep going. So we ended up doing uh, Chicago, North Dakota, Montana, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, back through Arizona, uh, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, South Carolina, and then finally home. So three months, nice longer stays than I think you guys get to enjoy here, but we we had an absolute blast. Um, favorite moment of that whole trip, we got to go down and see an old classmate in Louisiana and uh, one of, well, both of our kids had just started playing instruments and we actually got to enjoy our seven-year-old sitting out on the street busking for the first time in his life. You know, it was kind of an emotional roller coaster for him, but it was a really cool experience all said and done and great way to see a, a unique city that neither my wife or I had really experienced before. I also heard a little bit in our conversation last night, you saw some bison in this trip or is this in a different trip? Oh yeah, Yellowstone and then Antelope uh, National Park, which is just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, saw some bison. Um, so a lot of cool things actually on this trip. I'm going to shift a little bit to a little bit of what you do for work and ask you, you know, what you do specifically and how does that connect a little bit with who you are and what you're passionate about in the professional front? Yeah, absolutely. So when I moved back to Rochester, you know, I've been in the the technology startup community for a while now. And so when we moved back to Rochester, I was trying to figure out, we we had moved here for family purposes, I guess I should uh, preface this with. And so we were looking at how we could have impact, continue to be involved with the technology ecosystem and reigniting a relationship to the Rochester ecosystem. And what we found is that there were a lot of really good tech entrepreneurs within the Western New York ecosystem, um, but not a lot of connectivity for those entrepreneurs to the major technology hubs. So I actually ended up starting a venture capital fund, investing in the earliest stage ventures, so pre-seed, seed stage technology uh, ventures, with the idea that by creating better relationships between the tier one technology hubs and some of these emergent domestic technology hubs, you can create a really interesting opportunity that takes advantage of both sides of them. 
And so for me, this has actually been a really great experience. You know, I think part of the reason we went to Williams undergraduate is for that liberal arts kind of experience, being able to jump back and forth between a lot of disparate and, and unusual uh, ideas, concepts, and figuring out how to meld them together. And I find that what we're doing in the world of venture hits on that and those experiences really well because you're always looking at new technologies, you're always exploring new markets, and um, you know it gives you both the humbleness to recognize you know a good amount about each of these industries, um, but the intelligence to know that there's a lot more that you need to pick up to actually be effective and to have impact. And so that's where we enjoy really working with unique and really creative individuals to help change the world. It's fascinating to hear sort of full circle coming back home that's, this is home for you, um, mm-hmm. your hometown. Um, are there also aspects, what, as you sort of start pivoting into Williams components and, and are there any sort of formative moments or experiences from your undergraduate that uh, have helped shape how you engage with your community here locally, however you define community mm-hmm. in your own way? Yeah, so, you know, I think there's actually probably a few things that are kind of interesting to unpack there, right? So when I left Rochester in uh, 2003 to head out to Williams, I swore I would never come back here. I knew I'd come back for visits, but, you know, functionally, we were at the, from an ecosystem perspective, we were at the end of Kodak, Xerox, Bosch, and Lom. Um, there wasn't a whole lot happening at this point, and so if you wanted to be involved with technology or entrepreneurship, it wasn't a place that I would have naturally viewed. At the same time, my parents were starting to move part of their you know foundation, their long-term retirement plans out to Colorado. And so we thought that would be where they were and you know we would go visit them and do skiing and have a lot of fun out there. Um, fast forward to about 2017, my mom developed a neuromuscular and so going to altitude became a non-functional option. So Colorado disappeared, um, travel became a lot harder for her. And so for us, we reprioritized family and the need to be closer to our family and so that's what prompted us to come back here um, and so for us you know coming in and making meaning was really designed around family and I think the piece that really stuck out to us as we came back here from our time at Williams was that that small community is really intimate and really important um, I've been very lucky to create that sort of ecosystem for myself within Boston thanks a lot to some of the people we knew at Williams but coming back here with what's naturally a smaller city, um, got me really excited about this idea that functional relationships could drive a lot of value. And thinking about how you spend time getting to know people, their unique strengths was really exciting to me. And so um, I think there's a lot of things both on the formative uh, kind of educational perspective that paid off, um, as well as the relational perspective that was really meaningful and continues to be meaningful for us today. Thank you for sharing that. I, I we always have we're starting to hear this theme around always, which is not surprising. The the connection to that community that was sort of in this pocket of the Berkshires and how that translates from your own journey for many sometimes back to their home communities is is sort of a quintessential um, component that has driven a lot of people's um, energy to to be involved, whether that's professionally, that affects mm-hmm. the professional and, and the impacts that they make in their own community. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm going to shift a little bit into a light kind of question for you. And it's very simple. What brings you joy? There's a lot of things that bring me joy. Um, you know, I think my sister said it the best and she always denies that she actually said this. Um, there was a period 
maybe about 10 years ago where I was frustrated in between jobs, figuring out what my next thing was supposed to be. And we were actually out in Breckenridge skiing. And, you know, I remember my sister said, Dave, what I hope the most for you is that you figure out how to slow down and watch the snowflakes fall. And so this simple idea of looking through the simple, beautiful things that are occurring around you, I think get the most exciting, right? And so for me recently, that's been our kids, right? As you kind of watch the evolution so quick, but as you kind of see different stages or different periods where they do something unique and you kind of realize that this is one moment uh, that's transformative. And if you watch it kind of in the slow incremental parts, it's really, really neat to see. So I think that's probably the simple joys, right? Is recognizing amazing things that are happening around you and the progress in which they are happening. Um, and outside of that, you know, it's family, it's friends, it's doing things that are outside that are fun. Uh, it's finding ways to create improvement. It's way, it's seeing people that we're working with have success. You know, all those little things are, are really exciting. Um, but it's even the smaller things within those little things that I think it really, it's really meaningful and exciting. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I'd say it's definitely been a joy to see <laughs> your little ones growing up before our eyes, even in the span of a year and change since, since I last saw them. So. Oh yeah. You see them every, every two weeks they change. So <laughs> they're, they're out in Illinois this week and I'll be excited just to see how, how much bigger they've gotten in the week that they've been gone from me. So, uh, the final question in which we, we can wrap up and it's a little bit more, you can take your moment to think about it. Um, it's around. Imagine yourself writing a thank you note. Who would it be addressed to? What would that thank you note say? It's a great question. I feel like this is a setup question too. I don't know. Um, I know you know our friend Shadria, but a girl, Shadria Labouvier, who lived in my dorm freshman year, um, always used to tell me, Dave, the most important thing you can do in life is write thank you notes to people. Um, that's actually been reiterated by one of my good friends about here in town. But, you know, for her, she always said, right, emails never give you that personal touch. You have to be able to write it in your, your own penmanship and really do something meaningful because that's how you build those relationships and that's how you cement those memories. It's actually funny because I've got a stack of cards from back in college when we actually used to write cards. And I always say to myself, I should probably write more cards <laughs> because we don't. Um, the, the short answer is there's a lot of people, right? I should be writing notes to thank yous, um, you know, people who were influential earlier in life, people who are influential now. Um, I think the one that's probably most present to me today um, is my wife, right? So we are coming up on our 10th anniversary. It's hard to believe, but in September, we'll have officially been married for 10 years. And when we first moved back to Rochester, and I shouldn't say we first moved back to Rochester, so we moved to Rochester, she's from Chicago, and so this was a big deal for her to come here. Uh, I started writing her a thank you note, right, for that experience. And I never quite got myself to finish them. And so I think, you know, that's one of those things before our 10th anniversary, I want to make sure I express some of those, those thoughts and uh, thanks for everything that she's done for us and for the family. Um, you know, I think you always, in life, right? There's a lot of people you love, a lot of people you care about, and there's very few people who can move through the changes that you go through uh, at the same time as you. And so I've been very lucky to have a partner who does that with me. Well, um, you started writing that thank you note formally, formally <laughs> through this interview, and I, yep. I'm sure Anna will be really excited once we <laughs> share it with her, but um, that's very sweet. and. and uh, thank you for sharing that aspect as well in terms of your family and 
that balance that those people in our life bring to us. We, we always sort of joke in some ways in, in Williams, uh, families, the extended family is so critical to even who we are and how that, that has shaped out to be in terms of any loved ones who are along the path. Yeah, you know, I'll say one thing um, that's always interesting to me about Williams, right, is I was born actually in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I moved here when I was four, and so I was positive that I wanted to go to a Big Ten school for undergraduate. So I applied to the Williams, or sorry, I applied to um, Michigan, I applied to Northwestern, I got into both, and I, I was excited that that's where I was going to go. It's actually not until my senior year in college that I took courses at a liberal arts down the street and said, oh, you know, liberal arts is not a bad thing. Maybe I should take a look, you know, uh, at this. So I dropped an application to Williams and Amherst, kind of sight unseen. And I remember going to see my grandfather. Um, and, you know, you don't talk to your grandparents about what they, where they went to college, or at least I didn't, so I never thought about it. And he goes, oh, how's the college search going? I go, great, you know, I'm into the schools I wanted to. But I started looking at liberal arts, and so I threw an application to Williams and Amherst. And he goes, well, you're sure as hell not going to Amherst. I can tell you that much. And I go, why, why are you so adamant about that? And so he runs over, starts pulling up. I actually got um, some of these things right here. So he, he runs out, he picks this up. So this is the uh, Williams College Handbook from 1937 to 1938, right? And so he wanted me to see everything that had kind of evolved. And so what I didn't realize until we were having these conversations, right, is now I'm actually fourth generation Williams. And so my great-grandfather was class of 11, then, you know, my grandfather, both of his brothers, and then two of my uncles had all gone to, to Williams, and I never kind of put it together. But for me, the aspect of having family tied to that educational experience was everything. It was amazing when you go to a homecoming game and you have a grandmother show up and, you know, bring you cookies or something like that, right? Like, just unusual. You build deeper bonds. Um, and I've seen that through a lot of my friends, both people who are legacies and then people who are going through this the first time and want to bring family or get them integrated. You know, Williams is really special from that perspective. Wow, what a fascinating way of finding out as you're applying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think you, you think you should have known a little bit better, but yeah. He pointed you in the right direction. Let's just put with, that in. Yeah, exactly right. You know, so. Away from the folks over the hill, you know. Exactly right. I withdrew my application the next day, so. It's okay. We still sent some love. <laughs> you know, it's all good I, I, we're really grateful for your time this morning. And, um, you know, as we wrap up, are there any other things you'd like to share with Eves as, as we close out this interview or, um, you know, in general, any sort of advice? No, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, do things that make you happy, have fun. And more importantly for me to you guys, you know, I wish you all the best on the travels. There's, you know, I'm jealous. There's going to be so many fun people you're going to see on this trip. I wish I'd taken more time when we did our family trip to, reach out to some of the random folks on the way because if there's anything that's great about Williams, it's the variety of experiences and lifestyles that different folks are, are going through. And I, I'm excited to see what you guys learn as you go. For other alumni stories, please check out alumni.williams.edu forward slash 200. Thanks for tuning in.